You already know what's going on today. We on Yo, Southside Rabbi. You, you already, already know what time it you is. You already. You know the vibes. My guy, we are in the building. I got my man, the do-rag flapping. Y'all ever notice that my man, KB, got his... You know when a brother wear his do-rag Arabian style with Ooh, the Arabian style in the back? When you got that, that thing. That means he ain't playing, man. When you in ain't, the wind. When you got it flapping in the wind, Ooh. that means that you are not playing with him. And also, if you playing basketball with a dude at the basketball court that is wearing a tank top of color that you've never seen before, if yes. it's forest green, yes. if it's burgundy, yes. if it's red, yes. and if he has a do-rag on and if there's Arabian a, style, different colors? and he got two different colors, if he fouls you, just go ahead and let it go, bro. Yes, right. Because let you it, don't want to fight that dude. That guy's a problem. He will knock you out. That guy is a Straight problem. Up. He came to the court looking to fight somebody. Yes. That's why he fouled you. Let me give so you don't little, get sucked in. Hold on. Let me give you a little more uh, pick up basketball in the hood okay. advice. If you also see a young man come up and he's got Jordan 11s on, the Brids. Uh-huh. Okay. They beat up. Right. But he got them on. Uh-huh. He also has the matching Jordan Shorts. Uh huh. He also has that little calf brace that Jordan yeah, had. They yep, had a little right. red yes, thing on the I know top. What you're about. He got that on. The calf sleeve. And he has the Jordan jersey on. Uh huh. Tucked in. Uh huh. Armband on one arm. What? And a bald head. You've seen this? This young man is trash. Oh in basketball. yes, that's what I was about to say. Do not pick him. Do not pick him. And Don't if, pick and if him. there's a dude out there with black, all black sneakers on with white socks, he will also whoop your behind. He's that's good. That's another dude. Don't he's play good. with him. He's good. And if you fight him, you will lose. You will lose. If, so, he, if, if cats don't care about matching uh, they, they black shoes with black socks and they out there in white socks, that means they don't care about they, nothing they else don't in care. life. Those they don't dudes care. Don't about have nothing to lose. They don't care about losing a fight. They don't yes. care about none of that. And if you out there with the do-rag Arabian style with a, 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 a exclusive tank top on and a color you've never seen. you never seen that. You also need to just go ahead and take an L because that that's brother right. will end your life as well. That's right. So that's, that's these me. Are the, these are the opportunities we get to exercise the fruit of the spirit. That's it. And we got Self-control. That's, being encouraged. That's the time. By the immediate threat right. of our do-ragged tank top brother. And right now, that is advice from the South Side. From that's right. KB. That's free. And before we, and, and, and now that that's out the way, <laughs> we are getting ready to have an episode. Well, first of all, I got to introduce my man right here. K to the second letter, not a second better. Tesla driving, Rolex wearing, uh, uh, big baby baptizing. Big baby baptizing. You know what I'm saying? Big, he only baptizes big only babies. Only adults. Right? He only baptizes big babies, which means adults that have, pro- <laughs> that have professed profess faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> um, All you baby baptizers uh, out here, I'm putting you on notice. You on notice. <laughs> um, uh, so I got my boy here. I got K to the second letter, you know what I'm saying, only comes. You know what I'm saying? If, if Winston Churchill was alive, he would say this is the greatest order we've ever, we've ever heard in our life. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep saying that. You know, he would say wow. your, your oratory skills are second to none. He's he. If, if, if my interpersonal communications professor from back in the day heard this man speak, he would say, why do you need to take this class? <laughs> Leave. I don't why know why are you you're here? here. Matter of fact, why don't you come up here and give us about a good 35 minutes on, on oration? <laughs> so, um... But we are here with the true theologian for real. Don't leave your Bible around him. He will open it. Yes. And proceed. Ooh. He will open it, close it. And then Habachi. And then proceed to just quote Romans to you from memory. I'm talking about K to the second letter, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And I, I must, I must just, <laughs> just a moment. I will not be long. Brothers and sisters oh, this, hailing this from cat. the Hudson River is this cat got itself. Something? We sit next to a man that makes me call into question 
what God has said in Genesis about all men being created oh, equal. I don't struggle with what God has said anywhere else except in that verse that says that we were all created equal. How could a earth contain this man? And I mean the dream beam machine full of steam, but also cream, several reams, Krispy Kreme, activists, blacktivists, Baptivist, <laughs> evangelist, Baptivist, Hudson. How could we live with a man like that and believe that all men are created equal? I simply cannot accept it. Make some noise for the most wonderful man I've ever met in my life. I mean, Hudson. Thank you, my brother. Make some noise for him. One I'm time. just, uh, I'm just a lowly servant, man. I'm just trying to. You but know. before we before we get going, mm -hmm. hold your humility, because we are all about to be humbled by a special guest, one of the most prestigious prestigious <laughs> guests that we've ever had on our show has come to join us on the block. Of course, it is none other than Benjamin, big baby bicep <laughs> curling, baptistry dumping. Super Bowl winning Rolex wearing Land Rover baby delivering. Oh my God. Don't talk about abortion around me. <laughs> True life or for real ass Anthony Fauci for real. Oh my gosh. Watson, Watson is on the show with us yes. today. Make some noise for my guy one time. Yes, 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 yes. So, brother, we hey, uh, good to be with y'all. How you good feeling, my guy? How you feeling in these I'm times? Good, Except, Except for the Rolex, you had everything down. That was really impressive. I got you. I got you. So how you feeling in these times, brother? Good, man. Good. I will say that, um, you know, it, 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 there's been some ups and downs, I think, like everybody. Everybody uh, has struggled in some respect, uh, individually, collectively, as, as, as a church body, spiritually. Right. I mean, you know, I think everybody has been dealing with different things. But um, right now we are in a we're in a pretty good we're in a pretty good spot. Um, That's awesome. So thank the Lord for that. Everybody's healthy. How about how about y'all? Yeah, man. Same. Same here, man. Yeah. I think that there's been um, the it's been a lot of grace mixed with sorrow. That's what it's felt like. Mm -hmm. Because I think in some respects, for me, traveling artists, the entire road has been shut down for me. And uh, I mean, I haven't, yeah. I haven't done a concert since last February. Um, two tours canceled, bunch of other stuff that I just uh, could have done, uh, but I didn't feel comfortable doing it. Uh, it's in it's yeah. interesting because I, I haven't shared this with you, I mean, but in my space, uh, particularly with, evangelicals, well, I, I, I work a lot there, well, I've had worked a lot there in the past, they're moving a lot faster on opening things up than oftentimes the, the rest of the country is. Mm -hmm. So they will be willing to do stuff. True. They're like, oh, right. just come down. Yeah. Right, and right. Like, well, how y'all doing this? Well, you know, we're not going to have a thousand people there, but it'll be 500. I'm like, hold on, cuz. Like and they'll, be, and, they, and, they'll, and they'll be socially distanced and, uh, <laughs> and you know, masks are optional. You know, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Whatever, whatever makes you comfortable. Exactly. I feel you. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I've had, I've had things. You know, a lot of stuff was postponed as well uh, over the last, I would say, month and a half. 
um, things have, have really opened back up a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, and everything kind of gets crunched. But when you're talking about touring, you're talking about thousands of people coming to concerts and stuff. That's yeah. a totally different, tough, man. Di- different animal. And people are um, shouting. And, and, and it's, yeah, people yeah. shouting. You know, yeah. you can't even sing in church. How are you going to be shouting at a concert? <laughs> <laughs> right. I've tried, brother. I've tried to, like, you know, what if we were to create plexiglass sections? I mean, we've thought through everything. Then uh, my management talked about maybe doing a drive-in tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a lot, I got a lot of friends doing that. But that just that ain't us. Like that's not a hip hop concert. Right. Like, like it, it's it is necessitated. It's predicated upon mosh pitting, being close together, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. we're just being patient. Now that's been a blessing to me though, because I basically been on the road almost nonstop for seven years. So to have this yeah. extended period of time being at home with my family uh, in, an, in an uninterrupted way. I've always been at home with my, with my family. I, I've, I have my weekend yeah. work, but during the week I am home. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm a dad. I, yeah. Someone, I heard you say that before, that you were taught, be a dad when you get home. Um, yep. you're, not, you're, you're not football player there or, or mm-hmm. whatever your profession is. Mm-hmm. I am all the way here. But I have greatly appreciated this reset but that's also mixed with the fact that we're serving in an under resourced working class uh largely uh you know outside of healthcare community right so folks are dying you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. people yeah. are sick it, it depends who you talk to man right it does depend who you talk to you know depending yeah. on where you are racially class stuff like that you may not know anybody that's really been affected by the by the virus right. or you could just go home and work so your job hasn't really been affected right by right it. but man that is not the case where we are serving and uh so it's it's i can rejoice on one end but i'm also remembering the suffering on the other end what yeah. about you means how you so I, I think same same for me because um i've i've been blessed by god's grace to be able to still work from home um, and my wife has done all of her classes from home. Um, but my wife is in the medical industry, uh, as a, as a, well, as a nurse. Right. So, and, and, um, and almost done with nursing school, but now she's been going back to hospitals and stuff like that. So, you know, there's still the risk for her. Sure. And she can see people that are, that are suffering. Sure. Um, but like you said, there are people in our community that have been affected in ways that, uh, others haven't. Right, 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 um, right, right. And so it has been uh has been very uh bittersweet and it's been grace mixed with sorrow too because you know we've had people and we've even had people in our churches our church that have got covet yeah Um, we've had yeah people have who have family members that that's that's passed due to covet um and then you mix all of that with what's happening politically oh wow um Mm. and you know it's it's uh (laughs) It's, it's interesting. A, it's an interesting time. A pizza of trash. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all kind of trash on different slices. You got some pizzas in there that you get now. <laughs> but but um no, but I I mean uh it's the you know, it's good that we definitely feel the presence of the Lord has been here through it all, but it's definitely been grace yeah. mixed with sorrow for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So you know. um Amen, brother. So, uh, Dr. Watson, I hope you don't mind me calling you that, but that's what it feels like <laughs> when I listen to you talk. Uh, you feel old, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, my, birthday is, my birthday is next month, though. Oh, bro? Old, okay. Now. What are oh. you, 27, 28? What? Woo! You going to be in the middle of Okay. Okay. I feel I feel I feel like an adult now. So so now you can call me, you can call me Dr. Watson. That's that's right. <laughs> Dr. Take, Watson. That. That's when you start correcting people. Like, I no no no, it's Dr. <laughs> Watson. No, 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 you okay. Just don't do it again. Uh, so, Dr. Watson, we have been greatly encouraged by you not 
you know, way beyond the great work you've done in the NFL, college, in terms of your abilities as an athlete. Um, just a tremendous story in your sort of, you know, year after year, I think 15 years in the league, uh, which is remarkable. And uh, the testimony that you've had throughout those years, it's been encouraging. And I think beyond that, in some ways, far more profound, even though this is a Super Bowl uh, this, this ain't no regular, you know, you know, this, this, it, there's a ring involved with this brother, okay? There's, a, there, there's on, that type of accomplishment, but there's also, man, even more, far more impactful in my mind uh, is your witness for the Lord Jesus in issues of justice, particularly around abortion mm-hmm. um, and also mm-hmm. dealing with issues of racial divide. Um, I would love for us to start um, with you talking to us a little bit about your your uh, engagement into the public discourse, right? I mean, and I were talking before we got on here, how it feels like you're the guy that can kind of speak in any, you're like a, a metropolitan or you, you, you can speak in these different, you know what I'm saying, arenas. So I, you can yeah. be on Fox. <laughs> you can share on Fox. I watched your, your I'm just going to keep it funky. I watched your... Randomly, I was going through. I've been fasting from the news. Uh, right. I was like, I'm just going like fast from news and just try to love people so I don't, you know, kill myself. <laughs> but I just picked back on the news and I was going through. And I looked at Fox and right when I looked on uh, Fox during the day, which is a seems to be a whole different world I during the day. You. But different, I was during the day. It's different than prime time. It is. It's different than prime time, bro. Prime time and morning. Are right. Two, <laughs> two different worlds. It's like news yeah. and then a, a like a produce like. <laughs> Show production, like a skit, production Saturday Night yeah, Live. Yeah, Anyways, right. um, so I was watching. Just I think it was like, was it yesterday? Were you on yesterday? Yeah. So I was I was watching, yeah. and it was it was it was the response that you gave to the uh, to the elected official, the uh, the politician in Georgia about his comment mm-hmm. about Black Lives and and you know the sanctity of life. And you were justice, yeah. right. And I want you to speak to that. But I, I want to point out how when you were asked about it, you still affirmed the good things that the brother had done. It, it was not like a, and, and I think that that's a. It's missing. Peacemakers are anomalies now, bro. Right. Like folks who yeah. can, and I say peacemaker, not peacekeeper. I mean, yeah, somebody that yeah. can harmonize without losing their truth, without losing who they are. Mm-hmm. Folks are literally willing to punt their character, integrity, morals, whatever, to link up with the side. And then if that side says we only hate, we never see grace on the other side, then that's what it means to be here. But you don't fit in anybody's categories. You are able to maintain your Christian witness, keep the things that you care about and want to talk about without simply being a token for somebody's show. So talk to us a little bit about what does that mean for you to maintain your central focus as you're in these different, in front of pro athletes, NF, uh, excuse me, CNN, Fox News, Focus on the Family, wherever you are, you still get Dr. Watson. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's difficult. And I would say, especially right now, we're coming out of a, an election cycle. I would say the last four years, let's, let's be honest. Right. The last four years ha- have made us all go into our corners in different ways that maybe we hadn't before. Right. Uh, it's been very polarizing for, and some of it for good reason. Mm. Um, but when you look at, you know, even in the book of John, when it talks about how, how Jesus came from the father full of grace and truth. Right. 
it, there has to be grace and truth. Say that. Mm-hmm. You can never, it can never be all grace. It can never be all truth. Right. That's not what Jesus was about. If you preach a gospel that Jesus loved, Jesus loved, Jesus loved, and you don't preach about Jesus's justice and his judgment, mm-hmm. then you miss the whole picture. You Say can't that. appreciate one without the other. Right. And so when we take that into our, our practical everyday living, as you mentioned, and how we engage, our, our allegiance should be to the truth. Say that. And so th- whether you are a Republican or Democrat, or liberal conservative, mm-hmm. if the truth of the matter is this person did some great things for this community, but here they're wrong, you can affirm the good and also point out the bad. Oof. Because then it's not about that person. It's about what they said or what they've done. Facts. That's another thing. We do so much vilifying individuals mm. without addressing the issue. Mm. It simply becomes, how can I insult that person to make my side look good? Right. While in the meantime, you're making your side look foolish because we all know you got flaws. Everybody does. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Just admit it. Yeah. Um, I think I think prayer is prayerfully prayerfully. We have to, as believers, be different. Mm. The Bible calls us to be set apart. Right. He says, we're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. We are set apart. We're sanctified. And so even as we engage in politics or we engage in the current issues of our day, we must do those things, but it should look a little different because we're, we're salt and light. Yeah. We're not, we're not in it, you know, to win it or to simply win the argument. We're trying to win souls. Right. Um, and so th- that's what I have to keep reminding myself of. Look, man, it gets difficult. Sometimes you just want to, sometimes I do, you're just going to call somebody a name. You just have to, right? You know, you feel like you, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just, sometimes you just do, but, but you recoil and say, you know what, is that is that how God would have me to faithfully uh, engage civically um, in, in helping this country be as good as, and great as it can be, right? And also at the same time, while being a, a, an ambassador of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Amen. throughout the process. It's imperative that we do that. We have to do it intentionally. It's not just going to happen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's powerful, brother. I think um, one of the the things that we try to avoid in this sort of mainstream Christianity is what I'm going to call it, cultural Christianity, just what we have been accustomed to is we want to avoid walking into places that don't celebrate us, right? Like we want to mm-hmm. say hard things, but only in front of the people who agree with us. Agree with it. So we talk, <laughs> yeah. we'll talk spicy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I stand on my Bible. I've, I've heard of many Southern, Southern Baptists, that's where we come from, stand and say the most, I'm talking reckless, you know, sharp, uh, profoundly just punchy things, but they know nobody's going to say, I want to push back on that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One of the things that I've watched you do is that you have not talked about the abortion issue in a Christian vacuum. But even yeah. in your film, the, uh, the film that we will have a link to mm-hmm. in our bio, mm-hmm. um, you are inviting those who don't see it your, the way you see it into the conversation. In fact, those tweets that you, that you put out are typically responding to folks who are sort of the champion of the pro-choice kind of agenda, okay? Yeah. As a, a pro, pro-life person, womb tomb, we appreciate you for that as well, brother, because that's where we are as well. 
What does it mean for you to step into those arenas when you're stepping into, you know, when I say hostile territory, I mean hostile on this issue. Meaning, I because I, I, we, we yeah. find a lot of, of harmony with uh, folks on that are not conservative on other things. Right. But in this issue right here, what does it mean for you to step into that? Why do you feel it's important for you to be there? And what's kind of your word to believers as we think about having these conversations outside of echo chambers? Yeah, I think that what you said about cultural Christianity is really important. Mm. Um, we we all like to be a part of a tribe deep down. We we want a sense of belonging. Right. And a lot of times what happens is we'll look at pro-life as literally a bumper sticker and a way you vote and a sense of belonging and really lose track of exactly what we are saying. Mm. What we are saying is that each individual person that is conceived all the way until their death right. has human dignity because they are stamped with the image of their creator. Facts. It don't matter where they're from, how long they live, what their ability or disability is, their stage of development, their future, their ethnicity, their uh, their future economic capabilities. Uh. None of those things really matter. They are all stamped with the image of their creator. Thus, they have human dignity. Right. And so when you when you look at it from that point of view, you realize that, OK, this is not a club talking about being pro-life although some people think it is, mm -hmm. this is not a rah, rah, let's just get the pro-life movement. Although that's part of it. You have to look outside of that and connect the dots for other people. Say that. So if I'm going into a situation or responding to someone who I know is an advocate for justice, they talk about justice, they advocate for justice. They know that black men get worse sentences than their white counterparts. Mm. They know there's a 10 to one economic racial wealth gap. Mm -hmm. They know why all these things happen. They know that there's institutional as well as individual racism. They'll fight till the dollars come home on all these things. Uh. It's okay, you are a person of justice. Justice simply means equitably distributing punishment or protection, huh. equitably. Yeah. And so if you're a person of justice, connect the dots to other okay. issues of justice. And so we all, God is a God of justice. Yeah. Right. In the book, Jeremiah chapter 9, 23, 24, it says, God is a God of loving kindness, justice, and righteousness, Facts. for he delights in those things. Facts. And so when you're going into these arenas where you know people aren't going to agree with you on this issue, but they'll agree with you on others, you you, you try to, to build a bridge by finding the commonality. Mm. The commonality is the issue of justice. Mm. Now, how we may define it may be different, but there's something in all of these people that they care about justice. How can Powerful. we as believers... How can we as a pro-life community connect the dots between the vulnerable in the womb, the vulnerable mother who is making this decision, the vulnerable father who for whatever reason doesn't want to stand for his child at that point and maybe advocating for this to happen, wow. the vulnerable person that is a victim of discrimination or they don't have health care or they lost their job or they are confined to a ghetto and are making decisions because you know what, they don't have any other decisions to make mm -hmm. or even the wealthy person who is a victim of whatever. Wow. Vulnerability comes in a lot of different phases, not just about economics. So how do we, how do we as a pro-life community uh, extend that olive branch and that understanding hmm. a welcoming and non-condemning way, much like we read about how Christ did, people are already condemned. 
Right. He said. He said. I didn't. He said. I didn't come to condemn. You yeah. already condemned. Right. I came to save you. Right. You already, I don't got to. You already. You already condemned. Right. 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 And so. And so, how do we help people connect the dots? And so that, that's what I try to keep in mind. And look, quite honestly, you got to be willing to be called a bunch of different names. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how many we can say on the show, but you know what they are. <laughs> yes. Uh, you're gonna, especially especially if you're black. Yes. <laughs> you start yes. talking about it. You're gonna get called certain names. Right. 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 You know, but 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 that's okay if what we're talking about when we're talking about life and human dignity is important because I will advocate, I advocate the same way, as I said before, for those who I feel have been mistreated systemically in this country. Facts. Right. Same thing. Facts. I love it. I, I I love what you said too because you were talk you talked about how especially if we're going into hostile territory, right? We can connect the dots and say essentially for people that are pro-choice, it seems like in a lot of different areas in your life, you are actually pro-life everywhere else. Right. So let me show you all the areas, <laughs> yeah. the other areas where you're pro-life. You're pro-life when it comes to systemic and institutional injustices in this in this nation. You're pro-life when it comes to health care. You're pro-life when it comes mm-hmm. to economics uh, and the disparities there. You're pro-life when it comes to, to all of these different things. But in this area, I want to show where there's an inconsistency that right. you can be pro-life in this area too. Right. And I think that that is yeah. such an amazing way to connect the dots. It's almost like what I felt like about how we've advocated for justice in regards to racism in the nation. Right. That when we come before people that understand the uh how 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 terrible it, how terrible it is and how they the folks that feel the pain and the sting of racism in the nation, right, right. how we come to them and say, you know what, God feels that way too. Right. And the sense of justice mm-hmm. that you want is because God has made you in this image and God is a God of justice. Right. But here's this other justice mm-hmm. that God is also concerned about when it comes to sin, when it comes right, to right. repentance, right, right. these things. Um, but I have a, I, I do That's have good. a question though. That's powerful. How, how, do we could, how do you connect the dots though? Because I think that when we talk about being pro-life, um, me and KB would call ourselves, we would say that we are socially conservative, right? Right, right, right. Um, but when you talk to some folks who are pro-life, they their pro-life is reduced. It's reductionistic because the pro-life is only reduced down to saving babies in the womb. But all of the other areas in which we've connected the dots for those in hostile territories, right. being pro-life with health care, being pro-life in issues of race, being pro-life in, in, in economics, being pro-life... Uh, when it comes to even uh, what we see in the, the, the criminal justice system. Right. Um, how do you actually help other folks who would consider themselves conservative to actually be, to actually see that pro-life is not just reduced down to abortion, but that it's also many other things as well right, right, right. in regards to racism, in regards to economics, in regards to health care, um, how do you navigate those waters, right? Good question. Yeah, um, it's almost the re- reciprocal of the of the other side. It's exactly what, yeah, it's exactly um, what I'm asking. Yeah, you, you, you know, you, you, you kind of find yourself as a, at a as a connector, mm-hmm. and so you've got this one side that obviously views things one way, as we explained before. You got another side that is kind of the reciprocal of that, and you're standing in between, grabbing both sides and saying, "Look, we need to meet in the middle. This is where life and justice right. actually reside." Mm-hmm. Right, and so. And, and that's challenging and that's challenging. I think that part of it. So, you know, I've, I've spoken to a lot of pro-life groups and I, I give that message all the time mm-hmm. is it, that, you know what, people don't think you care. Now, whether this is true or not of you as an individual, I can honestly say there are thousands of pro-life groups, organizations. Mm-hmm. Right. That get it. That right. Get it. Right. A hundred percent get it. Right. right. The stigma 
or the stereotype is that they don't. Hmm. And that's false a lot of times. Hmm. But my challenge to them is always, if it's you, you need to open and widen, widen your lens. Mm -hmm. Part of what we don't understand is where the terminology pro-life and pro-choice even came from. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at it from a political uh, perspective and how the pro-life ideology or the terminology just came along in the 80s and right. how it got so attached politically to one party or Republican party, we see that there's political motivation to rallying the troops for this issue. Absolutely, right, right? yeah. And so, and so even if you're a pro-life person, you need to understand where the terminology came from, what it's kind of pushing you to do before you even break out of that and right. understand that, you know what, I need to exude pro-lifeness mm. in other areas. Say that. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it, it's it's challenging. It's challenging them. It's, cha- it's You know what? You care about this. Do you care about these things? Right. Do you think these things are an issue? And oh, if you call yourself a believer, don't take my word for it. Let's go back to scripture. Say mm-hmm. it. Amen. Let's go back to the book. Of, let's go. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. Let's go to the book of Jeremiah. Amen. Let's go anywhere you want to go and see about justice and righteousness and life and all those things. Right. And see the totality of what God wants us to represent. Right. 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 And so for, for believers, you know, I don't need to convince you a lot. I mean, I'm going to tell you, mm-hmm. but I'm going to tell you, go look at, go look at scripture. Right. You need to be faithful in our representation of it. Yeah. That's Amen. powerful. Yeah. I think, um, one of the things that, that you said a little bit earlier that got me thinking about one of the burdens for what we do here on, on Southside Rabbi and a burden for me and my music and any time you hear me speaking is to try to move believers from a culture of just sort of punching the adversary, punching the opposition in the face, mm-hmm. dropping a, a witty little punchline on you and move away from that to persuasion. Okay, as I'm thinking about... Mm-hmm what we want to come out of this conversation. If I am serious about trying to rescue the lives of the unborn or protect the lives of the unborn, I'm not simply just trying to defeat you in an argument. Right. I'm just not trying to get you to know mm-hmm. that I think you're wrong. I'm not just trying to signal uh, what team I'm a part of. Right. But I'm, I'm wanting to persuade you to a different place for the sake of justice to be fully realized in the womb. One of the... Uh, ministries that we're we're big fans of that we're uh, we're hoping to do some stuff with in the in the uh, months to come is this organization called Pro Grace um, that is mm-hmm. essentially doing what they call the third way, mm-hmm. which is they look at the conversation as as Dr. Watson talked about how it being so polarized where there's one side that says we care about the child, the other side says we care about the, the woman, mom, right. They come in and say what, which I think gets into what we've been talking about here is that that should not be really the dichotomy for us. Right. That's a false dilemma. We care about they're them not, both. They're not, they're, not, they're not mutually exclusive. They're, they're not. not mutually. Yep. They yeah. even they they point out how God could have made them mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. Like he could have had. This is as weird as this sounds. God could have chose for human beings to lay eggs. You lay eggs, you bury them things and yeah. go on about your business right, right. <laughs> like a fish. But it's a, but it's a, but it's a symbiotic relationship. That's right. And you have to care about the symbiosis between not, mother and child. You right. You cannot protect one without protecting the other. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. And that creating a code, they call themselves pro grace because they have talked about how though rhetorically issues of, of, of the sanctity of life are particularly clear when it comes to those who name, who name the name of Jesus in rhetoric, but it's not in practice. Right. That The studies show that mm-hmm. four out of ten 
or uh, p- folks that get abortions will be people who are actively a part of churches. Church. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which means, and it got me thinking as, this, as, as I was learning more about how we can partner in saving life, how the church in a lot of ways is not a space that can discern uh, sin, okay, from grace when it comes to the womb. So mm-hmm. if somebody, a young woman has a, it comes up pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. It would be unthinkable for a lot of churches to have a baby shower for that woman if she's not married. If she's not married, right. Why are we coming around because what she did? Well, hold up, though. The child is a gift from God, even though how they got here may not fit within the ethic, the sexual ethics that you prescribe to your congregation, that, that we believe the Bible teaches or that you prescribe to your congregation. Right. But the fact of the matter is, isn't this the conversation that we're having in broader culture? Is that, yo, don't let those things stop you. Don't let your circumstances stop you or lead you to make the child pay a price that they have no right. no no business being faced with. But in practice, we've done that. But in practice, yeah. it's this not a culture of grace. It's a culture of shame. And then shame, we know this very well, breeds more disobedience. Mm-hmm. And and <laughs> so so man, like what what we what I'm excited about here and even what you have shared is that there's this underlying current of Man, let grace guide your truth. Let truth guide your grace. And as you're in these spaces of quote unquote hostility, where can we have common grounds? I'm so glad you said that. Where is it that you do get it? I I think real quick, and I'm going to go back to asking uh, a question for you, brother, because I want to move this into a conversation about family. But I, we talk about Jerry Bridges, Jerry Bridges, um, the I believe he's a Canadian theologian who wrote the book Pursuit of Holiness. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. he has this chapter in there about grace. And this is a holiness is his thing. He's always talking about it. Right. When, talk, when you think holy, holiness, you think about Puritans and belt buckles right. and pilgrim hats, <laughs> people that don't watch TV and churn their own butter. A lot of times that's what you think about it in terms of pure puritanical, right, puritanical uh, uh, ideology. Which of, is a yeah. bad understanding of what holiness is. Holiness right. is something actually much more beautiful and vibrant. But anyways, he talked about being this pastor that was on a train and they were uh they were uh he was sitting next to this the pastor was sitting next to this dude that was drunk. Mm-hmm. Dude's like throwing him back, right? And uh and the pastor's sitting there kind of preparing for his sermon and he's preaching the next day. And the the drunk dude kind of leans over and says, "Hey man, uh, you you uh, you want some? You, you would you like a drink?" And the pastor said, "Nah, actually I'm I'm good. I'm actually heading to preach right now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I got to preach tomorrow, so I'm actually I want to kind of you know just focus on this right here." And then the drunk dude says, "Oh, you must think I'm a a sinner. Like you must think I'm a terrible drunk man." And the pastor responded, "No, nah, that's not what came to my mind. I thought that you were very generous." That you offered me Mm, something. mm -hmm. And he was making the point that, yo, grace can be found, but we're not even looking for it. Right. And you can use Mm. that grace as a building block to persuade for what you're trying to take move people to. So it's so important as we think about this and as our our tribe is listening to this, Mm -hmm. that we want to be the kind of Christians that are like Jesus, where he is discerning what's being said. 
I'm going past the 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 kind of the, the the trauma and the missteps talking to the Sadducees. I know what y'all are really making this about. Right. This is about the resurrection. You're trying to make it something, but those are distractions. Right. This is where I can connect with you, being shrewd and wise mm-hmm. in wanting to win someone as opposed to just tell them that they're wrong. Yeah. Did that with the woman at the well. Like- Did that with the rich young ruler. So many different ways. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just—I was just gonna—I was just gonna just interject. Um, I love that, by the way. Um, I was just gonna say, you know, that the when we come from a place of love, and we talk about the word love a lot, love gets thrown around. I love these people. I love everybody. Okay, what does that really mean? Mm. Love, love, as you know, is an action. Mm-hmm. Right. Love is a decision. Love is a decision of the will to seek the best of the object of its affection. Wow. Love. Say love that. is beyond love is beyond the emotional, although that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But love is a decision and, and an action. That's why we see that in John three sixteen. And so, if, if we love people, you know, even in, you know, we talked about the film about abortion that we did um, by the Hearts of America. Like when I was interviewing these people, many were po- some were post-abortive, uh, some were, as I mentioned, pro-choice. Many of them mentioned the way, as you mentioned, in churches, people talk to them, mm. or the way they were made to feel. Mm. And they also talked about how they felt when someone came to them with grace and with love, even if they didn't agree with their decision and what they had done, they, they, they came to them with love and made them feel valuable as a human being. They validated their humanity. Right. And what we miss a lot of times is that we don't validate people's humanity. We go straight to their activity. Mm. And when we do that, when we do that, it's difficult to penetrate and it's difficult to have a conversation. It's difficult to, uh, to 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 have them see where we're even coming from and to start the dialogue because they they've been so put off. Right. Now that's not to say that that there is there aren't times where it's like you know what you got to say what needs to be said. Right. There are those times, hundred percent. There are times where you go and you turn over the money tables. There's all those. Right. Things. For sure. But there's also times when if you love someone, if you love black people if you love people who have been oppressed yeah if you love the wealthy if you love sinners if you love people who have had abortion and those who haven't if you love those that you don't know you will approach them in a way that draws them in that validates who they are first as image bearers of god and then deals with whatever problem that you're talking about Man, Facts. that's that's so good what it's you beautiful. said too about love being an action because I think that sometimes within Christendom, we have been taught to see love as just truth, yes. and if love is just truth, then the, then what love means to me is showing you the truth, which means also showing you where you're wrong, and that's it. Showing you where you're wrong and then telling you the truth is just loving, right? right. And we don't think nothing about mm-hmm. that about grace and truth, right? 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 That right. that mm-hmm. love, yes, absolutely love. What isn't what is entailed in love is the truth, but the truth is meant for we are meant to persuade people to the truth. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and well, like Jesus did, and like and like Dr. Watson said, there's times when Jesus was <laughs> Jesus was uh was was very straightforward. Right, right, right. Um, because it, and that takes wisdom, that takes discernment. Usually, Jesus was very straightforward when people were being hypocritical. Yes. Um, yeah. And 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 so that's when you definitely have to be straightforward. Yes. But when 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 Jesus was talking to people that were seeking or people that were lost. He approached them with truth, yeah. but with much grace, love, um, and tactics, he, and healing. He was very tactical, mm. healing. 
You know yes. what I'm saying? And and um and he and and he was full of grace, but he's like you said, and like the scriptures say, mm-hmm. he was full of truth. Right. It right. was both and. It right. wasn't one or the other. Right. Um and and I think that that is so important in in this conversation, as you said, my brother. Yeah. As you said, that's powerful. Um, I actually just realized how much time we've already spent on this, and we do not we do not want to take up your time for too much today. Mm-hmm. Um. As a, a fellow brother with a bunch of kids, I, I know how important time is. Um, I, I would love for us to, to sort of start to land the plane here um, in aiming at a culture that looks at people like you as celebrities. You know, folks that have pl- paid, uh, played in the NFL or folks who are people of influence uh, we look at you all and see a big gap between where you are and where we are. <clears throat> and oftentimes we lionize, uh, we make folks heroes, uh, and I think there's a lot of value in some of that. But for those who have a lot of eyes on them, okay, it gets challenging when those people are trying to walk with Jesus, okay? I am particularly thinking about I got some uh, a few pro athletes in my small group and uh, the the wrestles that they have with especially being in the NFL of am I going to have a job you know what I'm saying come next season or am I I'm constantly having to compete with where I am and as I for, for my spot and there's kind of a culture of that in some ways they are pr- your products within this this sort of industry. And you feel replaceable, and your identity is often wrapped in that. And I say that because, and as, as, a, as a kind of an antidote or an example of what I think Christian, I hate to use this word, celebrities are experiencing in, ge- in general. And, and I think... Celebrity is kind of a strong word, but I even think about popular pastors. And as we are watching, it feels like, and this is where I'm going with this setup, one by one, folks are faltering. You know, scandals are arising. Um, You know, the wrestles that you have by merit of being a person of influence, trying to stay influential and then not become a shell of a Christian where it on Instagram, Twitter, and preaching and interviews, you seem so on it, but in but but inside you're hollowed out. We've watched this sort of I hate to use the word, bro, because it feels so pejorative, but celebrity Christian culture is hollowing out mm-hmm. from athletes to 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 speakers, so on as authors, so on and so forth, pastors, pastors, yeah. What what is your kind of word as somebody um, who in some ways you're a part of? I guess I, I, I'm part of it a little bit as well. Just a little bit. Not as much as oh, you. Oh, you definitely, you no, definitely are, dude. You. I, I, I listen to your music. <laughs> I'd be working out. Me, me and my son be in the, ba- in the basement working out. I was like, yeah, I know that, dude. You're definitely a part of it. Yeah, you're definitely a part of it. Yes. As we were a part of it, I mean, you 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 joined it too, my brother. Oh. Um, the podcast, man. Oh, this God. is I mean the dream here. Don't get it twisted. The dream. <laughs> what is your word of staying solid in it all? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do yeah. we survive? You know what I mean? On one end, 
This last, I'm going to sum it up in, in two sentences. On one end, not becoming dependent on being popping and called on and affirmed. You know what I'm saying? Not dependent on the perks of cele- being a celebrity or of influence. And on the other end is, how do I just not fall off? Period. Like, I don't want to walk away from Jesus. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. help us with that, Dr. Watson. Well, uh, you know, my dad would say that um, there should be no Lone Ranger Christians. Mm-hmm. That, was, that, was, that was his term, Lone Ranger Christians. And, you know, what he meant by that, I think, obviously, is that uh, Christianity is meant to be lived in community. Right. One of the things we suffered the most from, I would say, during the pandemic is the sense of community. Mm-hmm. Our community was based on us going to church. And for many of us, we haven't been able to. Now, look, there are people all over the world who have it much worse than we do. Sure. They're, that's their normal. They know how to meet underground. Right. Sometimes they're by themselves with one little page of the Bible with, with candlelight. Right. Um, in the midst of persecution. And so let, let's, let's, let's have the right perspective here. Right. But, but just a little bit of what's happened shows what happens when there's a lack of community. Mm. Sometimes there's a lack of community because we have things that we want to hide. Mm-hmm. If people get too close to you, they'll know that you're not all that you look like on Instagram. Oh, tread lightly, you're tread, you're tread lightly. You look like on Twitter. They're not all that you look like when you're up in the pulpit. Mm. They'll know that, you know, there's some skeletons in that closet and some cobwebs and some ugliness. Um, but just like in sports, when iron sharpening iron, the Bible talks about one man sharpening another. We need accountability. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that happens so often is number one, if we're all, I got another teammate that you say, we're all one step from stupid. So first of all, you got to have the right perspective. None of us are that good a Christian mm. that we're not capable of falling right. in any area, sexually, financially, with pride, right. as you mentioned, with the needing to be affirmed with our identity. None of us are that good. We have to be proactive. Mm with community, but also with connecting to the source. Mm. When you talk to a lot of people um, that have, you know, done things that they would have never dreamed, you see the same pattern. I kind of closed off from my accountability from the people that I had that were in my circle. Mm -hmm. I kind of got by myself. Secondly, I kind of withdrew from reading the word. I kind of withdrew from prayer, from scripture, from Bible study. I kind of withdrew from my close relationships with my family, with my spouses, with my spouse, um, with, uh, you know, the church, all those sorts of things. You see kind of this pattern. Right. Usually it's not just a blowout tire. Usually there's right. a slow leak and then something happens. Right. So the, the, the warning there, I think, for all of us is just like David and Bathsheba. Don't be where you're supposed to be, number mm. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. facts. Be where you're supposed to be. Don't be where you ain't supposed to be because you're not that good a Christian. Right. Stay, stay involved with community. Stay plugged into the source, which is the word of God. Mm. Be sensitive to the spirit. Practice those things to give yourself the best chance or ability to be inundated, insulated, I'm sorry, with with, with the buffer you need to, to live the life God has called you to Love live. It. There's, there's no shame in admitting that, you know, you, you're struggling in this area or that area. Mm-hmm. Right. As a matter of fact, he says, confess your sins. There's no shame in that. Right. And where we go wrong is trying to act like we have everything together. We never get depressed. We never have issues with mental health. We never have um, sad days. Mm. We never have addictions that have just been, you know, 
festering for years and years and years. We never have those things because we built up such a platform. We feel like we're going to let everybody down. Mm. Well, that may be true, but long-term for the health of yourself, your family, your ministry, and as representations of Christ, we have to be called to a higher standard. I love it. And it's tough. I've been there for all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful, man. Thank you so much, brother, for joining us today. Um, That was profoundly helpful. Um, And we are better because of your service, brother. (laughs) Um, So, man, God bless you, man. Um, Hope to have you on again. Yes. Uh, We want to be we want to be like. Fox or CNN, where you just you know show up. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll pop. I'll pop in whenever. Just hit me up. I love it. I appreciate it. you guys. Seriously, I appreciate what y'all are doing. Um, I'm really glad we connected. Seriously, you know the Lord has has placed you both at a a very important time and given you a very important platform. And and the goal is to always be responsible with the platform. That's always the prayer for myself. Mm, My amen. prayer for Say you that. all. Amen. Is that you are responsible with what He's given you. No more, no less. Yeah. Do what he's called you to do. Yeah. You know, Isaiah, uh, Isaiah six, you know, when it talks about, you know, who will go for us here, I am send me, he's sending you. Yeah. So just be faithful with what he's doing with your lives. And I've also prayed God's protection over you. Whenever you have a platform that's growing, whenever you are speaking truth in a way that is, um, committed to the truth and not committed to the tribe, mm. you're going to get it from Ooh. both sides sometimes. Yeah. Say that. You, they're going to be trying to ping pong you back. Yep, and, yep. <laughs> and so, Man, I, I, I'm I'm really encouraged by by your work and and encouraged by by, by both of your your heart and the way you're you know living for the Lord, leading your family. So, Amen. Keep it up, brothers. Keep it up. Amen, you, brother. Actually, uh, Doctor Watson, you actually just got promoted to Bishop Watson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We have promoted you to Bishop. <laughs> Do you mind uh, before you go? And this will this will when you say Amen, we'll end it. Could you just pray? Yeah. Um, just pray for us. Pray for our country, believers, um, that kind of thing. For sure. Yes. For sure. Sure. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you even for this time. We thank you for this platform, Lord. Who would have known this year would have happened? Mm. And Lord, who would have known the many different ideas, uh, the mind that you've given your believers to do things outside of the norm to spread your word? Yes. Uh, Lord, I just pray specifically right now for this nation. Lord, we are in a time of turmoil. We're in a time of reckoning, unlike many of us have seen in our lifetime, but nothing that is new to you. Mm. Lord, you know the end because you are the beginning. And nothing confuses you. When you talk about yourself being sovereign, Lord, we can trust in you with our whole heart, with our whole mind, with our family, with our ambitions, Mm. with our fears, with our faith. Lord, with anything that's happening right now, Lord, I pray that those who have been watching, listening, Lord, I pray for these two gentlemen. I pray for their families, Lord, that we will continue the work you've given us. Mm. Lord, that we will not be shaken, Lord, because we have continually put you before us because you are at our right hand directing our lives, as it says in Psalms, Lord. We thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the rest of this year. Lord, may your will be done, and may we uh, do again as you've asked us, humbly, Lord, and and with grace, Lord, and with truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, brother. All right, fellas. God bless. God bless. See ya. Take care.